And today's actually going to be a little bit of a different service uh, than our typical norm. We are coming to the end of three weeks of prayer and fasting. That's not what scriptures tell us as far as how prayer and fasting works. This is a time to be pursuing the Lord, seeking the Lord, hearing the Lord, having a special time of doing that as individuals and as a community. And so we've been doing that over these last three weeks. And some of you have been able to participate in that. Uh, some of you have been able to participate in varying degrees. Some of you haven't been able to participate, but you know that that's been going on and hopefully you've been able to pray a little bit extra maybe and just be in the Word a little bit differently. And so we want to take, make space this morning to process that together and to give testimony and share what has God been laying on your heart? How has God been speaking to you? What have you learned? How have you grown in these last three weeks? When you think about the year ahead, what has God laid on your heart? And, and also, most importantly, to pray together this morning. And so that's going to be a little bit different. But as we've been going through this time of prayer and fasting, we've been in the book of Ezekiel, and it's a really long book, and so we haven't been trying to cover it all in three weeks, because that wouldn't give it, do it any service, and it would be way too much for us. And so we've been hitting on a couple of key chapters within there, and the first chapter we talked about, uh, the first uh, message we looked at chapters two and three, and talked about the necessity, the need to be in the word of God, to hear from the Lord. That this isn't just uh, an every once in a while optional aspect of walking with Jesus, of having a relationship with God. This is how it always should be. We need to hear from the Lord. We need to be people in the word. Then last week we talked about the valley of dry bones. We talked about life with God. That apart from him, yes, we go through life. Yes, we exist. But we're not fully alive and talked about needing to be one with the Lord, to be following him, to have that relationship with him, to be pursuing him and nothing else. This morning I want to look briefly um, just at a few, the first part of Ezekiel 47. After a whole, there's a whole lot of uh, oracles and messages from Ezekiel that speak judgment to address the sins and the falling away of Israel. There's a chunk where he addresses the nations. There's, uh, after that, there's a lot of messages that deal words of hope, words of what's to come. But then in Ezekiel 40 to 46, there is this image of the renewed temple. And this, there's a lot of details and a lot of imagery in there that are beautiful, just talking about the temple, the presence of God and all of that. But then once the temple, the tour of the temple, if you will, is complete, we, hear, we get to chapter 47 when this water is mentioned. And so it says in chapter 7, verses one, to verse 1, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. And so we have this image of water, life, living water. And the source of this living water is the temple, is God, the presence of God. It's coming from him. It says in verse 2, 
Then he brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around to the outside of the outer gate that faces toward the east. And behold, the water was trickling out on the south side. Trickling out. Just a little bit. You know, like when you want to you turn the pipes on, like the, turn the sink on just a little bit so that the fr- pipes don't freeze. Just a little bit's coming out. It's not a lot. But then it says in verse 3, Going on eastward with a measuring line in his hand, the man measured a thousand cubits and then led me through the water. And now the further we went out, now it's ankle deep. Verse 4, Again he measured a thousand cubits and led me through the water. And then it was knee deep. Again, he measured a thousand cubits and led me through the water, and then it was waist deep. Again, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass through. For the water had risen, and it was deep enough to swim in, a water that could not be passed through. You know, typically, it would be the opposite. You know, you would think that there was was this big gushing water that as it would move over a long distance, it would begin dissipating and get less. But this is, and especially in a mountainous, hilly area like Israel. Here, though, we have this stream, this trickle that's coming out that as you go on gets bigger and bigger and bigger and deeper and deeper and deeper to where it can't even be crossed. And the water is consuming, covering everything. The water, the power of God, the presence of God, the living water, it started off small, but it comes out. We can't even cross it. The amount, the vast amount of water that is there. Scholar Lane Digwad says this, Lest in our enthusiasm for the gospel we become too triumphalist, Ezekiel 47 reminds us that God's work often starts out from small beginnings and progresses slowly. The mighty river of life, which at, at the end is too deep to cross, begins with the barest trickle. The temptation is for us to be impressed by large numbers and impressive presentations and to look down on the slow, steady work of the Spirit in building his church person by person, individual by individual. It's important for us to see how God works in the slow day-to-day life of people who seek him and love him. It goes on in verse 6, And he said, Son of man, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river, and I went back, and I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on the one side and on the other. And he said to me, The water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be very many fish. For this water goes there, and the waters of the sea may become fresh. So everything will live there where the spirit river goes. Fishermen will stand beside the sea. From Engedi to Englem, it will be a place for the spreading of nets. Its net fish will be of every, very many kind, like the fish of the great sea. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They too, they are to be left for salt. And on the banks, on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail. For they will bear fresh fruit every morning, because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, and their leaves for healing." Not only does the presence of God, the power of God, this life-giving water go out everywhere to a depth we can't comprehend, but it transforms the land. It transforms all that it interacts with. Animals are fed, produced, flourishing plants, fruit is present, healing is present. This is the reality of taking in the reality of God. It's a message of transformation. It's a message of new life. It's a message of blessing. And this is what Ezekiel is ending, getting to the end of his letter with, is you dry bones, this is what you have in store for you. You people who have fallen, who have not pursued him, who have gone the other way, who have identified with other gods, you come to the Lord, you walk in the presence of the Lord, you drink from his water, And you will flourish. You will have life. You will be blessed. You will live a life you were created to be. 
I mean, really, it's the same thing that Jesus said to this woman that he talked to once by a well, who was coming out in a desperate time, who was coming out lonely, who was coming out in a lot of different issues and a lot of different trials and different things. And she comes out, just just the, the difficulty of coming and getting water by herself. And Jesus says to her at one point, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, the water by the well that they were at. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Have you drink, take a drink from the water of the Lord? Do you have life in him? The reason why I think this is a great text to end the fast on is because we have intentionally, for the last three weeks, set aside other things to connect with the Lord. We have purposely reorganized time, reorganized our lives to adjusted things to have a unique focus on God, to spend time with him, to hear from him, to commune with the Spirit, to read the word, to pray with one another. And in that, we have set aside other things that we normally look to, that are normally part of lives that maybe we realize we don't need. Or maybe we realize aren't as helpful. Maybe we realize that throughout this last three weeks of just the manner in which we have connected with the Lord and spent time with him, we have tapped into this river of life that we should always be tapped into. Think about the reality of just the last couple weeks. One of the things that one of our pastors said years ago when I first came to New Life, and this is always the line I bring into the fast, is he said, these three weeks of prayer and fasting remind us of what the rest of the year is supposed to look like. Yes, your diet might go back, the food portion might change back, but think about the time you have spent with the Lord. Think about the time you have been in the Word. Think about how you have connected with others to pray. Or think about the fact that you know you should have done that or wanted to do that, but that you weren't able to, but you still can. This shouldn't just be three weeks at the beginning of the year. This should be how we spend the rest of the year. To be, to drink deeply from the river of the Lord. To connect with his spirit. To be doing this together and asking God to lead us and guide us. So that's what we've been praying about. And I don't know how these last three weeks have been for you. I've been able to hear from some and talk to others. But we want to be able to share that. We want to be able to encourage one another. We want to be able to encourage our church family, with how God has encouraged you. Um, and so we're going to do that today. Before we do that, I want to do, we're going to do one more song. And just a, a time, of, this is a, a song of prayer. Asking the Spirit to move in this place, to encourage us. Because maybe the thing that God has laid on your heart is the thing that somebody else in the room desperately needs to hear as far as they process life and process time with God and what it means to follow Him. And so the team is going to lead us in this one, one more song, and then we're going to spend some time sharing and also praying together. And so if you would stand, we're going to do this one last song, or this next song.
the way you walk with us, the way you speak to us. And I pray, God, as we share with one another now that you would prompt us, that you would remind us of your word, that you would remind us of moments with you, that you would make us attuned to just what you, how you want us to encourage one another. And we just pray you'd bless this time in your name. Okay, you can be seated. And... Um, I'm going to bring the mic around, and so, and I will wipe it off kind of in between people sharing. Is there anything when you think about how God has encouraged your heart over the last few weeks, and whether you were able to participate in the fast or not, but God has really been encouraging me in this, or there's something from the, the scriptures that I've been reading, and it's uh, challenged me in this way. Uh, I would just love to encourage our church in the Lord with, with this. Uh, whatever comes to mind. And if you're at home, uh, we have, uh, this is our texting number for, um, if you want to send something in uh, through there, then I'll read it to everyone. So we want to make sure that those who are at home are able to participate as well. Or if you're in the room and you're like, there's no way I'm going to stand up and say something, we acknowledge that. And so same thing, if you just text it to that number, then I'll read it for you. So um, anyone who wants, it's always, once we get one person to share, the dominoes start falling. So whoever wants to be the one to get things going, the quicker you get up, the faster the rest will come. So uh, who wants to start us off? I can probably just talk loud enough. Uh, go ahead. Just <laughs> people online. Yeah. People, yeah, for the people online. Yeah. Um, so I'll confess I didn't do the fast because I felt, saw that to just be very intimidating. But I did the 21 days of prayer. And I don't know if this really answers your prompt of encouragement, but probably about five days ago, six days ago, it kind of dawned on me that like, I was comfortable talking to Jesus, which I wouldn't have said that when I started. So not any big revelation. It was just like, it changed of being like, I can come to Jesus and I belong here and I'm comfortable here. So mm. small thing. But. Yeah, that's awesome. Amen. Who else? Good morning. My name's Robin, and um, 2021 was about getting physically healthy for me, and 2022 is going to be about getting mentally healthy for me. And so I had reached out to Bobby in the fall saying, I'm just really struggling. Can you recommend somebody? He did. She had no openings until January. Thank you, Bobby. We've met um, <laughs> three times. We've met three times during the fast, and um, she's just going, coming alongside me to go to some hard places. 
And so I just really praise God today for um, the lead from Bobby. I had asked numerous people, could you recommend a female Christian counselor? He was the only one who could, could recommend somebody. And so I'm just really thankful to start my year. Um, I did Bobby's um, handout, for lack of a better way to do it. That's, that's my moody background coming up, the handout you gave us yeah. um, to do in the fast. Um, if you didn't get a chance to do that, I'd highly recommend it. It was a really big blessing to me to do that. And then to have, be able to partner with this therapist to go to some hard places is just a praise and a great way to start my year. Awesome. Hi guys, my name's Clarissa. Um, I just wanted to share a scripture that I came across and I just feel like really spoke for how I want 2022 to be. And it's Ephesians 4, 2 through 3. And it says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for every, for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. And I share this because, um, obviously, I got a pandemic baby. So I was pregnant in 2020, delivered last year in May of 2021. And I went through a season of feeling um, a little bit more isolated for my first pregnancy. I had brothers and sisters in Christ that just surrounded us and poured into us all the time. But that was 2019. So to go through a second pregnancy, that was 10 times rougher than what my son's was. I just had these moments where I felt a lot of loneliness, um, where I felt like people didn't look out the way that they did. And it just took a second for me to realize, like, yes, girl, you're pregnant and you are acting crazy, but people are going through a pandemic, right? People have their own battles. They have sick loved ones, job situations, um, just a lot of unprecedented things that are happening. And my encouragement is make allowance for others. When you have those moments where you feel like, no one's looking for you or things like that, that should prompt you to check up on your people. It's not always about you. And, um, mm. you know, I want that to be the example that I show for my kids. You know, we're growing up in a time where they can't really socialize and they're all up under us all day, but I want them to see um, parents that are living for Christ, that are being doers, not just listeners, you know? And so make allowance for others. If you have somebody that comes up in your heart, like reach out to them. You never know. They could just be waiting for that text or just that voice of encouragement. So that's what I want 2022 to be about. Not so much about me, but how can I pour out myself to others? Amen. Yeah, hi everyone. I'm Greg. Uh, so during the fast uh, in years past, I've kind of reflected and noticed that I really can easily treat it like a light switch. So it's like, oh, I'm fasting right now, so I'm going to pray, I'm going to skip this meal, or I'm going to do this, and then I turn it back off, and I think about it the next day, and I don't really sit in it. And so this year I wanted to do something a little different that made me more aware of it throughout the entire 21 days, 24 hours a day. And so uh, we made an active effort to just really turn the noise down. Um, so that included social media, TV, whatever. And I noticed in the first five days how uncomfortable I was in, like, quiet. Um, and I kind of felt this tension. And then it kind of broke five or six days later, right? And I realized, like, how much I had been just sort of turning up volume to not hear God. I was actively, like, right, like, I didn't really, I thought I knew, like, oh, I know what to do. Like, I know how I should be living. And then... I would turn the volume up, right? I didn't know, I don't really need to hear this, or I'm not going to get the word. And then all of a sudden the excuses come in. I'm so busy, I can't make time for God. I can't be reading this. I can't be praying. Work's busy, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, it was really great because as I turned the volume down, um, I started to really spend time with God, and we were working through First John, right? And Pastor Tony Evans is talking about abiding in the Lord. And the more I spent time kind of, he uses the analogy of tea. So it's like you're, you're sitting, you're steeping in the Lord, right? The more I did that, the more like I kind of felt this confidence come back to my chest that like I was pursuing the right way and then that kind of affected the way I saw everything else as well. And so yeah, I just, um, I feel much better at the end of this fast that uh, I was really worried in the beginning that I wasn't really able to hear the Lord anymore. And so I don't know exactly how that changes necessarily, but uh, I feel way more in touch with Him 
way more like I'm, I'm, I'm walking the path with him than before when I was trying to do it on my own. So that's my lesson learned. Amen. Anyone else? Yeah, I think just a couple lessons that I was learning throughout this time is this concept of fasting isn't just about the emptiness of the food or the social media or whatever it is, but it's also about remembering the fullness of God um, and how the cravings that we have are just these little tiny fragments of our ultimate longing um, and our ultimate need for the Lord. And also, it was cool just to be thinking throughout the time the connectedness of the body, um, that this was something that I was going through, but also I could think of my church body also going through the same process. Um, so I think those are really good reminders. And um, yeah, was was a really neat thing to be a part of. Amen. Anyone else? How has the Lord encouraged you or just something from that you've read in Scripture or something you think would be just an encouragement to the church? So, yeah. Is it working? Good? Yep, you're good. Cool, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I didn't do the fast. I missed a couple weeks, sorry. But, um, missed the memo, my bad. But, yeah, a buddy of mine from since, like, freshman year of undergrad has always been kind of a nerd about biblical scholarship and church history and all that stuff. And long story short, he just got accepted to seminary. Um, and I, was, I just found out last night I was super proud of him because it's been a long road, um, long story short. <laughs> but it's just cool to see, like, it's very clear that this kind of stuff's always been his calling. It's always been his lane. And it's taken a while, but it's starting to really take off. And it's cool to see God working in people's lives like that. You know, it's finally coming together kind of thing. Anyone else? I mean, I appreciate the things that have been shared. And the Spirit knows we need to hear as a, if you are in here today, you needed to hear one of these things. Whether it's God works in our lives, even if it seems like it's taking a long time for something to ultimately happen, God is working along the way. That we can just be comfortable in the presence of Jesus. Um, to be going through this as a body and being connected. Um, I hope this, this was an encouragement to you. Any, anything else that anyone would want to share? This is a little related, yeah, actually, to what you just said earlier, what you shared earlier from Ezekiel, that I went into this fast kind of like praying that God would show me some big change in my life. Like, no, I want you to start going this way. And... Um, what I heard very loud and clear from him instead was like, you're where you're supposed to be and just do, be present in what you're in. Stop looking at what's next. Um, and then what you said and the way I summarized it in my notes is like God works in the, in the small everyday things and that gets deep over time, right? And mm -hmm. we want to like jump in the deep end uh, when we make a big, we, we want to make a big splash, right? And sometimes just the like steadiness and what comes naturally to us is how God is using us. And that came across loud and clear. Amen. Anyone else? Something that I felt... Uh, convicted about at some point was um, one day I was thinking about the book of Revelation and how uh, even to me and a, a lot of believers that I know find that book to be uh, uh, weird or uncomfortable or we just don't really know what we're reading sometimes. And so I kind of thought to myself, well, I feel as though we study all these other books in Scripture to as much as we possibly can. 
why have we turned Revelation into something almost taboo? And as I started to read it, I, I started realizing, hmm, there's a lot of imagery here that I've seen before. And I came to realize that my lack of understanding in that book was because of my, my own illiteracy of the Old Testament and how I have found that many times us as Christians, we focus so deeply into the New Testament where Jesus is, which is good and right and wonderful, but there's so, in order for us to fully understand the new, we have to know what was told in the old. And so I came to find that Revelation was the most Christ-honoring, Christ-exalting book in all of Scripture, at least in my opinion. It paints a beautiful picture of our coming king, our God, he who is faithful and true. And I don't know, I just, I just felt, I felt convicted about that. And I felt that um, there's so much beauty in that book that I feel like we should all, uh, everyone should strive to try to have a little bit more understanding of it. Because, I mean, if we study everything else, why should we not study the thing that makes him, speaks of how, beautiful he is the most yeah absolutely good word so i think one of the big things for me as we're uh transitioning away from new life lincoln park i wanted to uh be praying for new life lincoln park and we strategically chose to to leave after this fast because it's been so powerful in our lives um, the last 10-ish years. Um, and just thinking through, as I've been praying for this body and praying for the people here, what, what was it that I was praying for? And um, one of the biggest things was praying for leadership, praying for the people that are, are helping to make the decisions on what is going to be best and wanting everyone here to know that they care so much about you. And um, just praying for that leadership that is stepping into those, uh, that role um, and coming in. But also praying for the leadership of the people that are sitting in the room that haven't stepped up yet. Because I felt such hope through these three weeks knowing that there are so many of you that God has gifted. Um, all of you God has gifted for a unique purpose in this body. And even as I'm leaving, I think back on the, the last 10 years and thinking through like the people that have come and gone and that have stepped up. And some of those people, you would not, they, they wouldn't have thought that God could use them, but they changed my life. And you might be sitting here thinking that God can't use you for whatever reason, but he will. He gifted you to be able to be something here. And this church has needs, and we, we need each one of those giftings. And so for me, as I was praying over the church, um, just with a leadership mindset of what, what can I pray for knowing that I won't be here anymore? And I wanted to pray for you, for you to step into those roles, for you to step into that leadership and step into the places that scare you because they scare you because God wants you to trust him to be that, to, to use that gifting. And so that's what I would say is my encouragement to you is to step into the roles that, especially since this pandemic, a lot of people that were serving here have left. Um, and a lot of people that were supporting each other have left. And every single one of you have things in your lives that will give you a reason not to be here, not to be present. But your vulnerabilities, the things that you're struggling with, we need to hear those. Those strengths that you have, we need those too. We need all of you to be present and vulnerable because you're going to change people's lives like mine. That... Without this church, I wouldn't have had a family here in Chicago. And these people helped me. I met my husband here. I raised my kids here. And 
lots of things have happened in the process. And if it wasn't for people like you, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have been able to do it. So just want to encourage you to be that family for each other because this is a neighborhood that is highly transitional. And there are people that changed my life that were only here for a few months. And don't let that be an excuse not to step into the role that God has put you in for. Could you just say everything you just said again in case anybody missed it? I just thought it'd be really important. People in the back. Um, and, I, and just for those of you who uh, Kirsty and Colin shared with us last week that uh, they're gonna, they've moved to the suburbs and so this has been a long transition. So if that was shocking to hear her say that, that, that was just give you context and stuff. I want to spend time now this morning before we uh, go into our final song um, not only sharing but praying and so I'm just going to open it up and um, whoever would like to pray we want to uh, just pray for this church body um, one thing I've been praying about throughout the fast is God and it kind of goes along with what um, Kirstie's but just got done saying is God bring us people that need to hear about Jesus bring us people that can pour into this church family and help us grow and help all of us who are here to be those people and so I, w- I want you to join me in praying for that. God, bring us people that need to hear about Jesus and find that relationship with him. Bring us people that have that, but have gifts and have ways that they could grow the people that are here. But for the people who are already here, to be those people. And um, that's what I've been praying. But whatever God just lays on your heart. Um, again, I'll pass the mic around. If we could have a couple, whoever would like to pray. Well, uh, we're going to, uh, I'd like to, us to not just share, but also just come to the Lord together um, as we end this, flat, this fast. And so, uh, would somebody want to start us off? Ed, well, Ed got, you're going to come to you next. Ed will pray, then Collins, and if anybody else would like to pray after that, please just raise your hand. Father God, we are are coming to you humbled um, after a time where some of us might feel physically weak, um, some of us might feel uh, tired, or um, we're constantly looking towards the end of those 21 days, Lord. We're grateful that through it all you sustain, um, and Lord, we just pray um, that there can be something that sticks, you know, whether it's a habit, whether it's uh, something that we realize six months, a year from now, uh, some pieces that you moved um, that helped uh, draw us closer to you in this time. That helped bring us clarity uh, on what you're calling us towards. Um, Lord, we're grateful that we get to be a part of your family. We're grateful that for the people here that call us their family. Let's call us your name. Jesus, I thank you for a chance to just be quiet in your presence for uh, these last three weeks. God, I thank you for a chance to listen, a chance to hunger and desire. Um, Jesus, I pray for, um, for this to be a time that, that um, the, the people of this church can look back to this year and and remember the guidance, remember the, the direction, um, whether it's to, to go and do or whether it's to stay and, and build. And um, God, I pray and ask that, uh, that this would be a time that the, the people that, that love you who come to, to this place would know that, um, that they heard your voice in in whatever way they did these last three weeks and jesus i pray for a desire to continue um throughout this year in a in a hunger and a knowledge for you and a a desire to be in your word and a desire to um to bring that to other people and encourage other people in those in those things Um, thank you for a, a chance to just set things aside for a little while and and start the year devoted to you anyone else like to pray
Lord, we thank you for just the opportunity of new beginnings. I also thank you that it doesn't have to wait until the beginning of the year. In your word, we can be made new, a new creation in you, Lord Jesus. So I just pray for a fresh fire to come over this congregation, Lord. I pray for those who may be battling with themselves of not thinking they're enough or not truly understanding their talents, that you would just remove those walls, that you would remove those fears and those doubts that keep us from wanting to step up in different areas, Lord. I pray for just the season of change in general, Lord. It's, it's constant. It's one of those constant things we go through. And I just pray throughout that time that we can find that connection, Lord. There's so many tools at our hands that um, there's just no reason that we should ever have moments of feeling alone and disconnected, Lord. You specifically say in your word that each of us make up one piece of a body, whether you're an ear, an eye, or a foot. It's all meaningful, and one is not more than the other, Lord. So I just pray that you would do a mighty work in this body, that you would continue to connect us, that you would continue to unite us and not allow any division or any conflicts to um, just come between us, Lord. We thank you for just this time to pause and remove distractions and be able to hear from you. And I pray that this is just a little kickstart into the entire rest of the year, that we would not lose that wonder for you, that we would not allow anything to keep us from hearing from you. We ask all these things in your name, Jesus. Anyone else? God, I pray that you would be with our church. I pray that you would just make us more and more into your image. I pray you would grow us. I pray that we would be rooted and dug down deep into your word. I pray that you would re, uh, continually bring to mind the things that we've um, realized about you and about how we spend our time in the weeks and months ahead. I pray you give us a burden for your word, a passion for others, and just a desire to grow your church. It's in your name we pray, amen. We're going to uh, end with communion today. And um, if you did not get one of um, the communion cups, could you raise your hand? Teresa will bring one by. While she's doing that, I, I want to read one short passage from Proverbs before we go into communion. Just thinking about the weeks and months ahead. This is from Proverbs 4. My child, pay, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. May they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. This idea, again, of being in tune with the Word of God, paying close attention, being in the Word, focused on the Word, hungry for the Word, listening carefully and keeping them before you, that they'd be a light before your path. It says in verse 23, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. I mean, really, the idea of things we've removed, maybe set aside from our life, again, not so much food, but especially those who have stepped away from social media or an abundance of television or whatever that thing might be. News, different you know, antagonistic perspectives, whatever that is, you've been guarding your heart really well for three weeks. And it would be a danger to just completely let things flood back in without having an awareness to guard your heart. To guard your heart, to guard your mind, to guard who you are. But then it says this, verses 25 through 27. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. And there's just a strong image of make sure you have a focus, make sure you're moving toward it, do what you need to do to do the work and don't get sidetracked. We're people who say we love Jesus, who are following Jesus. He's our focus. We walk toward him and we need not to be sidetracked. And so the reality is you and I, we each have to ask ourselves, this is the most important thing you're going to get out of today. What is your next step? 
Because the reality is, like I said, you just, if you haven't been watching telev- two or three hours of television a night, and you immediately dump that back in, well, where's your time with the Lord? If we immediately just bring everything back to the way it was 22 days ago, and not think through the process, okay, what has this three weeks shown me about my life? about adjustments that I need to make, about distractions I need to remove, about intentionality I need to have with the Lord. Again, it doesn't mean don't bring any of that back, but I, that's, I hope that after three weeks and the experiences we've had with the Lord, we see I need to be connected with him. I need to be reading the word. I need to be praying. I need to be connected with others. And so I can't answer what that looks like for you, but you have to. It might be in the morning, it might be in the evening, it might be midday, whatever that is. But what is the next step that you need to take to make sure that your eyes are fixed on Jesus and you're not going to get sidetracked? And so like we do before we receive communion every time, we're just going to take a moment of quiet, just prayerfully before the Lord. Maybe you want to confess something, communicate just your gratefulness to him. Maybe you want to be quiet and allow him to say, okay, God, show me the reality of what it looks like to be one with you over the next couple weeks. What do I need to be reading in the word? Who do I need to be praying with? What do I need to be adding to my life? What do I need to be taking away? Maybe you need to, something that somebody shared really landed with you. Maybe you need to pray about that over this next minute. But let's be quiet before him and then we'll receive communion together. So God, I pray you would speak to us, that spirit, you would move in this place like we sang and we'd hear from you. stand with me let's pray together God we thank you so much for your sacrifice made in our place we thank you for going to the cross for lovingly dying a death that we deserved we thank you for doing everything necessary that we could be restored back to the Father that we can be one with you that we could have our relationship healed I thank you for your pursuit of us, your love for us, your care for us. We thank you for that you rose from the dead, that you conquered sin, you conquered death, that we can be a part of this victorious life which you have made possible. God, I pray that you would encourage our hearts, challenge our hearts, focus our hearts. God, I pray that the next few weeks, the next months, this next year will be different because of how you've been working in our lives these last three weeks. God, we thank you so much for your grace. Your grace, God. All the love that you give us that we we haven't done anything for, that we don't earn, that you freely give us your love and care, your presence, God. God, I pray you would continue to draw us to you, to make us as a church, as people, more and more into your image. We just thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done and all that you are. And we're grateful for the cross. We'd say this all in your name and we remember all that you've done. Let's receive communion together. We're grateful for your broken body. 
and for your shed blood, for the empty tomb. We thank you, Jesus, for the life that we have in you. In your name, amen. There was one person who did text something in, and I want to make sure I'm able to read that. So this is um, from Domitia. Dementia. She said, um, I did not fast food, but from TV. It's been 21 days of relearning how to read my Bible, spending a lot more time in prayer and getting back to building a prayer list, including the Holy Spirit in my prayer and how to really, uh, I learned that skipping TV for my own downtime in the evening was not more work at the end of a very long day, but that my prayer time uh, fulfilled and invigorated and energized me. I discovered that it was not TV I was needing, but I was thirsting for time to really sit with God. I mean, what a last powerful thing to hear. As you go out, realize how much you need the Lord. Um, I mean, our family, we have got Crisp and Rick Benny's on the mind right now. We are waiting to get to that. And I know whatever you're back to after fast life, you're looking forward to that. But we have to prioritize and focus. If you don't know what Rick Benny's and Chris Bar, you need there. Th- do that today. That'll make you a great day. Um, you need to prioritize and focus on Jesus. And so may we do that together. Um, we're gonna do one last song to close out, and then we'll be done. So let's worship Him with this song.